0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the boards, producing, engineering. C- Kevin, what up, man? Thank you. How you doing? Doing great, Reggie, man. Always great to be back and uh, hosting with you. Yes, appreciate you being here, and appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Rate us, review us, leave a comment, but don't be hating, man. This week, NBA season is back, baby. We're going to talk about uh, some storylines that I think are important around the NBA. We're also going to get into the NFL, the week that was. But first up. NBA is back, baby! Kevin, I'm so excited. Are you excited as I am for the NBA season? Are you a big NBA fan? I am, but not as big as you. But I am definitely ready for some Lakers games and uh, and all that good stuff. Doc, uh, I don't know if I... You know what? It's always been a conundrum for me. I'm using the big words now, Kevin. Use the big words. Conundrum for me. Because growing up, I loved the NFL, but I wanted to play in the NBA more than anything in the world. I wanted to be Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all wrapped in one. I loved football because it was just one of my favorite things to play. But as far as what I wanted to do for a living, I wanted to play in the NBA. And as I got older, I realized I was never going to be taller than six foot, and I wasn't that fast, and I really couldn't shoot. So the NBA was not going to be my thing. But, Kevin, I am working for the NBA. Do you know that? I No. What, do you, what kind of gig you got? I am the NBA promo voice for the 75th season. So when you watch ESPN, TNT, you know, anywhere there's playing NBA games, and you have the little promos before the game, like, you know, the Lakers versus Suns. Oh, the Heat are bringing it to the magic. You know, that kind of stuff. I am the voice for that, that this season, kid? Kevin. Is that new? Right? Or it's, or, oh, it's man. brand new. I just, I just started last week, man. It's That's fantastic. Great. That is yes. fantastic. NBA is fantastic, and they are keeping the lights on in the Watkins household. But, yo, I'm so excited because I am actually working for the NBA, and the NBA is back. But you know who's not back, Kevin? Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> will not be back for the first game, the opening game of the season, versus uh, the Pelicans. I believe they play the Pelicans um, tomorrow night. He came back because, you know, we've been talking about this throughout the whole summer um he was trying to get traded you know he he said he was never going to play for the Philadelphia 76ers again Uh, after he had a bad series last season uh, in the playoffs versus the Hawks. And then his teammate, uh, Joel Embiid, and his coach, Doc Rivers, uh, doubled down on his bad playoffs by throwing him under the bus and then backing over that bus. He decided, I did not want to play for the Sixers anymore, and he was never coming back. But a funny thing about that is the Sixers pay you a lot of money to be there, and if you don't show up, the Sixers don't pay you the money. And I think Ben realized that if I don't show up, I might get this money so he decided to show up to camp after missing all of the preseason, basically, right? So they kept on the fines. They fined him for not playing in the preseason games, for not being there at practice. He shows up to practice, and what does he do? He doesn't practice. <laughs> he shows up to practice and basically checks out of the drills. There's videos, Kevin. There are actual videos of Ben Simmons at practice. And he is just, if if you look up the word uh lethargic, in the dictionary, there's a picture of Ben Simmons right there. And he's not even smiling because he's he's lethargic. He's just, uh, just he's just there. He's just there, giving zero effort. Like these videos have him. They're you know, they, you know how at the basketball practices or football practice, everybody puts their hands in and you know they do a breakdown. One, two, three, team. Ben Simmons is not a part of that. Ben Simmons is not here for that. He's not here for this team. He doesn't want to be here anymore. He is basically Marshawn Lynch. Ben Simmons is just there so he don't get fined. However, if he does not participate, Ben Simmons gets fined. And so, I guess apparently yesterday or or uh, earlier today they had a practice and there were drills. And we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, the day the NBA season comes back, October nineteenth. We're recording this. They're at practice. Ben Simmons. Is supposed to go into a drill and refuses. Doc Rivers asks him, Hey, get into this drill. Ben Simmons says no. Doc Rivers says, get into the drill. Ben Simmons says no. Doc Rivers says, Okay, go home then. Ben Simmons goes home with no money. And then they suspend him for the opening game. This is this is so this is like General Hospital. For <laughs> this is this is our soap opera, Kevin. This is childish, is what it is. <laughs> It is. You know what I thought about? I thought of this. This is this is basically when I used to throw temper tantrums when I was younger and hoping that it was going to get the outcome I wanted. Right. I would throw it especially on my mom. My mom made me go to church on Sundays all the time. And I hated going to church on Sundays because I don't know, Kevin, you've been to the black churches. We be at church all day. okay? literally from sunup to sundown, you in church singing hymns. You eat your breakfast at the church. You eat your dinner at the church. Well, the it's best part a- is the barbecue afterwards. Or the- yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> we had a barbecue sometimes, but most of the time you are just in church listening to people praise the Lord and all this and that. And you a kid, all you wish you could do is be outside playing or at home watching football, right? And so some Sundays I would get in my mind that I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and my mom will be so mad that she don't want to make me go to church. She just going to go to church without me and tell me to stay home and think about what I've done. Never worked, Kevin. Never worked. She would. She knew that that was the thing I did not want to do. So she made me go. I'll throw the temper tantrum, and then she'll be like, oh, okay, you done? Okay, let's go to church. That is what the Sixers are doing to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is throwing this temper tantrum right now, and Dr. Rivers is like, okay, just go sit out. We are not trading you, which I think is the wrong move. The Sixers have already messed this up beyond belief. Okay, they're in, they're in between the rock and the hard place, right? They have a distressed asset, but they want to get something back for this asset. So Daryl Morey, who is the Sixers GM, is asking for the moon, which he should be asking for, right? You shoot for the moon, and you'll take a couple stars before it if you could. He's asking for, you know, tons of draft picks. He wants an all-star caliber player because why? Ben Simmons is an all-star player. Don't let these emotions of people out here on the media and your friends on social media talking about Ben Simmons stinks, he sucks, he does not. He is an all-star caliber player. Not caliber, he is a three-time all-star, all-NBA player. Last year was the defensive player of the year, runner-up, and should have been the defensive player of the year. The Philadelphia 76ers made the first seed in the East, while Joel Embiid, who is their their anchor their best player if it's not ben simmons missed 20 games which he does on the regular they stayed as the number one seed because ben simmons kept them afloat and then he had a bad postseason and in the second round but they don't win the first round if ben simmons isn't there against the washington wizards because guess who wasn't there joel Embiid. he got hurt again so philadelphia is right in trying to get something for him but After he had the bad playoffs, and then the social media machine goes crazy and everybody's talking trash about Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid did the Sixers no favors by running the bus over this kid because now everybody knows he cannot play with them anymore. He's not coming back to this team. They know they don't have to give up anything to get Ben Simmons if the the Sixers really want to get rid of him. But the Sixers can't do that because that's bad business. They've got to get something for this guy. Or the process, which they in which, which they did for five years and, and netted Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, and Mark L. Fultz, who they no longer have, who was a bust for them. They've got two players left from that whole five-year period of basically tanking to get number one picks. And now they're possibly going to lose another one of those dudes who actually was one they hit on for nothing. They can't do that. They can't do that because if they do that, like I said before, Doc Rivers is fired. He's getting fired after this year. If they lose him, if they lose Ben Simmons for nothing because Doc Rivers couldn't maintain his composure and say say the politically correct thing after a tough loss for this team, Doc Rivers is getting fired. Then Daryl Morey will be the next one because Daryl Morey. You know, actually, I'm not going to say Daryl Moore be fired because he's just doing what anybody in that position would have to do. He has to hold the line to get something back for Ben Simmons. However, if I'm somebody trying to trade for Ben Simmons, I know that he's distressed. He doesn't want to be there. I can watch the videos of him standing out in practice looking lethargic. I know they have to get rid of him. But the Sixers are saying, we're just going to keep him. No, we're going to keep him. We'll just wait. We'll just wait. And so now they're in a game of chicken. What are they going to do? Who's gonna blink? What are they? Are they gonna trade him or are they gonna hold on to this guy and run in place to the sixth seed in the East? Because they're not winning with Ben Simmons. They're not, they're definitely not winning without him, but they're not gonna win. They can't win like this with a guy who doesn't want to be there, who's sabotaging practices and acting like he's just a malcontent. And then you got people from the outside saying, well, this is just unprofessional. And, you know, why would you do this to your team? And and why does he just show up and and be professional? Because he's not expendable. Like, I was talking in a group on on Twitter today with some people, and people are under the assumption, and, and, and people just do this as humans. We assume that we're more important than we really are. Okay, Ben Simmons is not you. You are not Ben Simmons, and probably you never will be. You will never have a contract negotiation where people are bidding out of their mind to keep your services. You will never be in the driver's seat the way that Ben Simmons or any NBA player who is great has power. Like Ben Simmons has all the leverage. I don't care. He has four years left on his deal. He still can go to practice and show up and be terrible, not want to be there. And all he's doing is driving down the value for a trade with the Sixers. And the Sixers can try to play hardball, but all they're doing is delaying the inevitable. And so it sucks because they've got to get something. They want to get something. But what are you going to get? The only thing, the only saving type of grace that they could get this year is to hope, hope and pray that the Portland Trailblazers are just terrible. They start the season just terrible, and Dame Lillard comes out and says, I want to get out of here. Or Bradley Beal decides, I'm tired of being able to jack up all the shots I want and scoring 30 points a game. I want to go somewhere and win. Because those are the only two things that make the Sixers better if they lose an all-NBA player in Ben Simmons. That's the only thing the only way that they can they can get out of this with something comparable is to hope those two players decide that they don't want to be where they're at anymore and dame just put out a report uh it was just in sports illustrated he just said you know i'm not leaving portland this is where i want to be you know it's gonna be hard but i'm not the type of dude to jump ship and i love his loyal spirit Dame Lillard is from the Bay. That's my hometown. You know what I'm saying? We keep it loyal, all that stuff. Dame Lillard will never, ever pay for a meal in Portland in his life. Dame Lillard will also never win a championship in Portland in his life. That's the choices that he's making right there. I'm going to be loyal, but you ain't going to win. That's just what it is. He is never winning there. So that's where the Sixers at with this. I'm excited about this NBA season. Like the Lakers, and we've had this whole thing throughout the preseason. I got friends, oh, oh Westbrook is turning the ball over a lot. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a high PER, right? Westbrook possesses the ball, Has his usage average is the second highest ever in the NBA, That's what happens when you have the ball, you have more chances to not be perfect with it. So he's going to have turnovers and he's coming to a brand new team with the greatest player of all time, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, who's coming off the bench and not going to be a big, big deal, but Westbrook is showing up and having to figure out how to play this game with these superstars on the same roster. It is going to take time. They will have turnovers. They're not going to show up and be the 82-0 and team that people think, well, they got all these names. That don't mean a damn thing. They're still human beings who have to figure out how to play with each other. And I know they will. Why? Because LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. He will figure it out. I don't understand why we don't give this man the benefit of the doubt. Why people just assume? Oh, he's old. They won't do this. It's just people hating. They're hating, hoping that it will go bad. I'm telling you now. Listen to me. The Lakers will be just fine as long as they can stay injury relatively injury free to their big guns. If LeBron gets hurt, it's a, it's a wrap. If Anthony Davis gets hurt, it's a wrap. Russell Westbrook gets gets hurt. It, it's going to be tough. I don't think Russell, Russell Westbrook being missing would really hamper the Lakers as bad as people think. I think he's just going to add. But they've got Rajon Rondo, uh, They've got Taylor Horton Tucker. They've they've pretty much got the same team. And they brought Dwight Howard back. The Lakers are far and away the best in the West. Far and away. Now, in the East, what are we going to have happen over there? Because we got the Brooklyn Nets missing, uh, you know, the patron saint of the, un- the anti-vaxxers, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like, he's out there fighting this crusade for the anti-vaxxers. Like, am I? Might... Hey, Kevin, did you hear his his press conference last week where he was kind of on um I, his Facebook live and he was basically saying I'm not anti-vax, but I'm also you know uh I'm I'm, I'm not against uh people getting vaccinated. W- w- what what are we talking about here? And then he said it's it's not about the money, but you know I I know how much money I could lose. I'm not trying to lose all that money. What are we talking about here? He's basically just talking in circles. And the Nets came out and said, yo, we're not going to have him here. He's not going to play half the season on the road and only be able to play in some of the playoff games and can't practice with us. That would be lunacy if they actually gave into that. So, like, no, you go ahead and chill. You can't play. We'll pay you half your money and do whatever you want to do. I still think he's going to get the vaccine. I just think he's trying to hold up this principle. Because he don't want to look like a fool. He already looks like a fool, but he'll look more like a fool to the people who've been standing up for him. And if you notice the people who are really standing up for Kyrie, it's the people that usually don't be standing up for people who look like Kyrie fighting for something. Right? I mean, man, I can go through my Twitter and I got all the the, 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 the Trump <laughs> I got all the Trump avatars and and all the Fox News avatars and the Laura Ingraham avatars. All of them is, man, Kyrie is such a patriot. Now, now they're going for him. And when that happens, Kyrie, when that kind of stuff happens, you got to step back and look at what the hell you doing. When them people is trumpeting your cause, nah, man, you might be on the wrong side of history here. So I think the Nets, and I don't even think the Nets are better than the Bucs. If they don't have Kyrie, if they have Kyrie, it's a wrap. Nobody's beating them. If they have Kyrie and they're, they're healthy... Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie and uh a bag of peanuts is they're going to the east. They're going to the finals out of the east. But if they don't have Kyrie, yeah, yeah, I think the Bucks are still a better team. Giannis uh, 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 uh Drew Drew Holiday and Middleton with with Lopez in the middle and all the cast characters they got, I think that is the best squad in the east. Uh, the Sixers, without Simmons, fall all the way off. Miami comes up a little bit. But my sleeper in the East, and I keep saying this, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls grabbed up all, all, all the dope real estate. Lonzo Ball coming there, going to get to play like Lonzo Ball likes to play. DeMar DeRozan coming there, going to hit that mid-range. Zach Levine is about to take off. Vucevic is about to be a beast. They got a squad. Just watch and Wait. But if we got to do predictions, I'm going to say Lakers and the Bucks in the finals. It'd be dope if we get to see Lakers and the Nets. But if Kyrie don't show up, that ain't happening. We'll see. But I'm probably right. We'll be back after the break. Week six in the NFL is in the books. We've had some great, man, it was a, it was a great week of football. Kevin, did, what was your favorite game what did you, besides your Rams? Exactly. The, the, that was nice. Uh, although, you know, beating up on the Giants isn't really holding the, any street cred. But, uh, I mean, a lot of good games. But I, I got to say, I enjoyed Monday Night Football last night. And if you ask me if I wanted to see the Bills and the Titans, I'd say you're crazy. Right. Good game. And, and it, 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 it ended up being a good game. Yeah. Uh, a good game and a money losing game for me because I had a parlay that I needed the Bills. I just needed the Bills to beat the Titans, Kevin. That's all I needed. With I needed the Bills no to beat. Spread. No, no points. I Ugh. had the money line. Ugh. I just needed them to beat the Titans. That hurts. They couldn't do that. It hurt, hurt so bad. Brad, who we had on a couple weeks ago, he was the one telling me, he's like, Hey, man, take take the money. You even take the points if you want. I was like, Nah, I'm not touching them points, but I'll take the money line. I took the money line on this parlay, and the Bills did me wrong. And I thought it was a good game. Man, uh, Derrick Henry is just man child, man child. Frankenstein going down the... Dude, dude, <laughs> dude Frankenstein, he's like one of them rock 'em, sock 'em robots. Exactly. He just looks like, and it's just a business decision no I would never want to tackle that dude I swear if I was a safety and I saw him coming in the open field my ankle just got twisted it got twisted as I'm running there I'm falling down i I missed the tackle my ankle hurt I'm gonna be out for a couple of weeks to play this off because I'm not tackling that dude that is that's that's just that's just murder you're asking to get hurt or embarrassed did you see the stiff arm he gave to a lineman yes Motive a over. lineman. But, I mean, just mush this dude down, a grown-ass man. Like, I, D- Derrick Henry is, is, is phenomenal. But what I took away from that game, and while I'm watching that game, and I keep bringing this up, and it just keeps always coming up, I like Josh Allen. He's got a great – he's got a cannon for an arm. He can move a little bit. He's a very, very good quarterback. He ain't Lamar Jackson it ain't Lamar Jackson. It's just when you watch these games and I have to keep I have these arguments with people all the time. When you watch these games, you see the difference between the two dudes. Now, that's dope. Josh Allen has a cannon for arm. He could he could throw it far, he could throw it hard. That's fine. But what the point of the games is is to win and figure out ways to score the football and stop people from scoring. Lamar Jackson in the red zone is a nightmare like nobody has ever seen. You cannot defend that team with that guy there. He's getting better. He still doesn't even have top-flight receivers. He's got okay receivers. That dude from the 20-yard line in is a headache for defensive coordinators. You are so afraid of him running. And even last night when you watched the Bills, that last drive they had where Josh Allen had to dive to try to get that first down and he didn't get it. Remember, he, he ran around the side and he he jumped in the air and tried to get the first and he didn't get it and they had to go for it on fourth and they missed it there too. Lamar Jackson doesn't have to die for that. Lamar Jackson is in the end zone if he gets to the corner. That's the difference. That's the difference. Because passing-wise, they're about equal. If not, if not, Lamar Jackson has, is, has a higher completion percentage for their career and, and a higher passer rating, if not, they're equal, right? But that's the difference. It's in the margins. And La- Lamar Jackson getting to the corner, that is game over. If he's getting to the corner, it's game over. You're not running that little quarterback sneak on the fourth and one inch with Lamar Jackson. You're putting him in shotgun and the defense is pulling their hair out because now they don't know what to do. You've got everything open. These receivers are getting open. They don't even have great receivers. Why Why are they getting open? Because Lamar Jackson is such a threat. Defenses have to account for him. That gives them an extra step. It's just, and, and you look at his stats. He's got nine touchdowns to five interceptions. There have been three touchdowns I saw in one game that were dropped by Ravens receivers. Against the Lions, they dropped three touchdowns in that game. Lamar Jackson would have a higher completion percentage. He'd have more touchdowns. He is the NFL MVP right now, hands down. Do you know what the odds are? Kevin, he is a plus 1,000. Somebody else said they saw it at plus 750 NFL MVP odds for Lamar Jackson. I'm jumping on it. You've been warned. Everybody here who's listening to this right now, you have been told, Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP if he plays every game the rest of this season he plays 14 to 15 games this season he's the MVP hands down go get this money put it down trust me believe me he is the MVP I I I don't see anybody else I, I just don't see anybody else that that does what he does I mean Kyler Murray's been fantastic Kyler Murray's been dope I just can't believe that that little dude could stay injury-free the whole season. I just got to see it. I got to see it. I think he's dope. I think he's amazing. I've got to see it. The Cowboys. They're talking about Dak. You know, people talk about Dak. And I think Dak, like I've said, I think Dak is dope. I think Dak is really smart. And you know somebody who's made a great comparison uh, of Dak? Um, uh, I think... I think it might've been Skip Bayless or, or Shannon Sharp. Somebody was saying he reminds them of like, he's, he's like Tom Brady. I think that's so accurate. He is one of the smartest players in the NFL. One of the smartest players in the NFL. I don't think he has the arm talent of like a Mahomes or, or Allen or Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great, I just think he's a great quarterback. And if you've got weapons and a good defense around him, the Cowboys are going to be good. However, we got to take into account what the hell they've done and who they've played against. Because if you watch that game against New England, the Cowboys were a four... They started out as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Then it went down to four. Then it got to three-and-a-half, right? Because people kept taking the Cowboys, pushing that line down, right? And so... I'm watching, I'm thinking, there's no way they're way better than this team because New England, New England is just living off of the name of Bill Belichick and the mystique of New England. But they're not a good football team. They've got a rookie quarterback who dinks and dunks, and their defense is ugh. The Cowboys should come in there and kill them. And if you saw the stats from this game, you would think the Cowboys blew them out, but they didn't. And that's the thing that you got to watch the Cowboys because when they play against teams they should kill, they don't. They've had, they've, they they didn't beat, they couldn't beat the Bucs. The Bucs were better. They barely beat the Chargers, and the Chargers, that was, a, I mean, hell, there were calls that the Chargers should have went the Chargers' way that maybe makes that game a different game. And we have to remember, the, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the third-place schedule while also being in the worst division in the NFL. They're going to win some games. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. They're going to win some games. But people are talking about Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Nah, 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 don't see it. Not at all. Don't see it at all. And then the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I watched that game. Uh, Cleveland Browns, I believe. Who do who, who they play? They, Cardinals. they play Cardinals. Yeah. Play Cardinals. <sighs> Without a coach? No coach. Which which should just tell people coaches are are good, but it's all about the players. The players is everything. It's everything. Don't talk to me about, well, they had this Hall of Fame coach or they had this. That's nice. That helps the organization keep good players and helps them put people in good positions. But if you got the best players, you're going to win. They went out there and got stomped. The Browns, the Browns were in trouble. We've been talking about this for a few weeks. We got to talk about wish casting. Okay, and this is, this is something that, that, I, I like to talk about because I have to bring it up because it's something that's real. The Cleveland Browns wish-casted Baker Mayfield up to the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft. Why? Because GMs in the NFL, for some reason, are in love with the idea of a white dude being their quarterback. I just can't say it any other way. It's the face of their franchise, and I understand. No, listen, I'm not this. I'm not this. This crazy dude. I want to bring up race all the time. I understand it. I was just talking to a buddy of mine who's in, you know, uh, commercial production, and, and he's going through the analytics and everything. I understand it. White people are the majority in this country. White people are 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 the main product of the NFL. They those are the main consumers of the NFL. They want to please their people, but in order to actually please the people with wins sometimes you gotta for you gotta forego this wanting to wish cast a white person into the starring role of your show. Baker Mayfield never a day in his life has he ever been better than Lamar Jackson not in high school, not in college, not a day in his life was he ever better than Lamar Jackson. But for some reason, that year of the draft, I mean, Baker Mayfield won, won the Heisman that year in, in college, but he wasn't a better player than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got injured that year. The year before, Lamar Jackson won the Heisman, was one of the greatest college football players we've ever seen. Baker Mayfield, walk on, right, walk on at Texas Tech, and then transfers to Oklahoma. Good player, not great by any stretch. Can't is not a great runner. Doesn't have a superior arm, nothing. He just is a guy that there's, that that GMs like to say, there's just something about him. And that something about him is he's a gritty white dude who looks the part, but he ain't it. So they wish cast that dude all the way up to the number one overall pick. Now, Josh Allen goes number, goes, goes 10th. I can understand Josh Allen going 10th because he's got things that you just can't, you can't account for. He can run. He's got a howitzer for an arm, and he's big as hell. But he he played at Wyoming, so he didn't play nobody. But Lamar Jackson ends up going 32. 32! 31 NFL teams passed up on Lamar Jackson, while Baker Mayfield got wish-casted all the way up to the number one. And what do we see here now? The Browns are a team that is held back by their quarterback because he's not good enough to lead them anywhere. That's it. That's just the crook of the whole deal. They've got an amazing defense. They've got amazing running backs. They've got dope receivers. They just have an average quarterback. And I'm not saying he's garbage. What I'm saying is he was overhyped and overvalued. And NFL teams have got to stop doing that. This is it what it is. It's, 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 even if they're not being racist, it lends towards racism. When you wish cast somebody, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Why not give Lamar Jackson the benefit of the doubt? Why not say this special talent, we're going to take that dude number one overall because we want to just see what he could do in the NFL instead of wish casting the guy who can't do anything that that guy can do. I, I'll never understand this. If the Cleveland Browns had Lamar Jackson right now, they'd be runaway Super Bowl contenders, runaway over the Chiefs, over the Bucks, over everybody. If they had Lamar Jackson, they'd be runaway Super Bowl favorites. It's just maddening that the NFL does this, and, and you have to watch them. And, 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 and I feel bad for the Browns fans because every year they think, oh, man, we're going to do this. And they've had the worst luck. They've had the worst franchise for years, and now they're getting better. And then all of a sudden, this year, we're starting to figure out Baker just ain't that dude. Just ain't it. I, 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 it's just, it's just, you're gonna watch this season play out, and we're gonna see what they end up doing. We talked about it before. What are they gonna do? Because Josh Allen just got his money. Lamar Jackson's about to get his money. Baker Mayfield, you can't pay that dude. You cannot pay that dude. That just hampers your friends. and so they're gonna start over again. Start over again. That's what the that's what the Browns are gonna do, and it sucks. But what they need to do is get OBJ up out of there. Odell Blockin Jr. should not be on the Cleveland Browns while they've got Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. It's a waste of his talent, waste of his time. Send him to the Ravens. And good Lord, watch out. That would be the... Woo! Can you imagine Lamar Jackson throwing to Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh my God. Must see TV. I... Uh, I, 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 would, I would watch every second. I would not change. I would even need to watch them just play football. I would watch those dudes walk on the sideline. I, wa- I want to see the practice. I want to see the camera. I want to see the practices. That would be the greatest. Co- oh, my God. Oh, Kevin. I, I'm losing my mind here. That's the end of the show. Hey, I'm Reggie Watkins. I'm probably right. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kevin Cleaning, for producing, engineering. Uh, Yo, rate us, review us, subscribe. Leave a comment. Don't be hating. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. See you next week.